Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of That's What He Said. It is a pleasure to be back, and uh, today we've got an interesting topic of three signs your relationship is worth fighting for. Mm, Yeah, I love that, because I think we, you know, talk about the red flags, the green flags, and all that. It's like, well, what if I'm in a relationship, and I really don't know if I should stay or um, I should go? Mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't mean to make that rhyme. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, do you want me to start with the first one? Yeah, sure. Kick it off. So, I think this is a really important one. And it's that you can be vulnerable with your partner. Because this is indicating two things. One, that you feel safe enough to be vulnerable. Um, and when I say vulnerable, you express your like authentic truth. You share, you know, if you feel hurt, you're sharing your emotions, your fears, all of it. Um, so it's, to me, it signifies that you feel safe to do that. And it also shows that if you feel safe to do that, that means that this person has demonstrated to you that they genuinely care about your emotions and they're demonstrating genuine empathy. And more importantly is that they don't use it against you because when you open up to someone and then they use it against you later, oh my gosh, especially if you open up and share something, a mistake that you made in the past, like maybe some infidelity or something like that. And then they throw it in your face. I I think that's such a violation of trust Mm. Um, and, and in which case you probably wouldn't feel safe to be vulnerable. And when you've lost that vulnerability in a relationship, I don't think there's much there when you can't be Mm. vulnerable because then you're not really being your true self. Yeah. I think it relates back a little bit to one of our episodes when we we spoke about having your true North, your North star together, like your, your, your big goals and you're working towards the same things and, and I think it does relate back to this in, in a sense, because if you can't be vulnerable, you're not really on the same page. You're not really aligned. It doesn't mean you don't, don't have to be like exactly the same and chasing the same things. But if you can't support each other through the ups and downs and, and be vulnerable and open up and support each other, then you're also not really aligned or well, there probably is no end goal. You, you're probably mm. moving in different directions, um, mm. which would work against you in, mm. in that sense. So... Um, it's just having that that alignment and and being on the same page, understanding each other, working towards a common goal, even if that is through different parts. You still you're still working together. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like if you can't be vulnerable with your life partner, like this is going to be a forever person, who can you truly be vulnerable with? And you know, maybe that's a question to even ask yourself. Like, oh my gosh, I've never been vulnerable in a relationship. I definitely veered 
you know, away from, from being vulnerable. And some of that was like my past trauma. Some of it was just not the right person. And I knew I couldn't trust them. So if there is a hesitation on your part of not being vulnerable, I would really be examining like why that is like, is that work that you need to do? Or is this person demonstrated to you that they're not really um, trustworthy of, you know, they don't, they're not going to be able to hold that container for you, for you to open up and be vulnerable without them using it in some way or gaslighting you or making, minimizing your feelings. Like that's equally Mm. bad. Yeah. Like, so, so what does that mean? If you, you can't be vulnerable. So if if you're tiptoeing around with certain subjects or certain things, you're doing certain things behind your back and it could be from little things to big things. But Mm -hmm. if if you're not able to be open and honest and you feel like you're tiptoeing around or hiding certain things that you're doing, you're not able to truly be you and be seen for who you are. And sometimes that can be a bit scary as well. Mm. You mean to be seen? Yeah. Oh yeah, for so sure. Sometimes it's not even the reaction that your partner will, will give. You're mm. just, it's in your own head. You, you don't feel mm. like you can be vulnerable. You don't feel like you're safe to hide this habit or something. Yeah. You know, well, and to me that, that indicates a, a relationship with self mm. um, situation because you can only meet someone else as deeply as you have met yourself. So if you've never really truly gotten to know yourself and you've never really been there for yourself, you don't even know what that looks like in a relationship because Mm. you're so used to meeting people at a surface level. Um, And by the way, having sex is surface level. Um, You can be intimate with someone and not have any intimacy with them. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's a... um, Just just pause and, and reflect on that. Like, am I vulnerable in my relationship this relationship do I tend to be vulnerable in my relationships is this a question of my relationship with myself or with the types of partners that I'm choosing Mm. cool awesome second one uh is the mutual I'm big on this one I'm big on (laughs) respect it's always about the respect Mm. right so it's a mutual respect um of of each other Mm. of an integrity with each other and just just your character in, in general, it's mm. it's having having I guess similar to what I was saying before. You're on the same page, mm. you know, and there's a mutual understanding and a mutual respect towards the way you go about life, family, the thing, the things that you do. Yeah, I agree. And when we were coming up with this list, we were like, "What's absolutely foundational?" Like, of course, there's other important things in a relationship, but if you don't respect your partner, that is that's something that's hard to hide because your behavior will reflect that. If you don't respect your partner, maybe you don't come home, or maybe you don't message him back, or maybe you talk to him rudely, or maybe you embarrass him in public, or if you don't respect him it will show. And if you don't respect him, then it just, I don't really think there's like coming back from It's hard to come back from that. And it just goes to show the importance of doing the work on yourself because you will lose respect as a man. You will lose your respect if you're not being a good man. Mm. You know, you're, you're being, um, uh, let's say reckless with your finances, you're being immature and mm. you're just, you're just doing things that aren't very healthy as a man. Mm. You, you know, the thing, what we spoke about in a previous, previous episode of just binging around, always drinking beers and sleeping on the couch, being lazy and all those kind of traits uh, can always 
create that over time. So mm. as a man, if you're looking after your health, you're looking after your finances, you're taking the lead, you, you know, you're setting date nights regularly, you're doing all the things, you're going to build that respect and, and have that mutual res- respect from your partner. Mm. But if you're letting yourself go, if you're not working out, you're not taking care of your health, you're being lazy, you're not playing with the kids, you're not being proactive in, in um, organizing fun things to do for the kids and for the family and for date nights, there's so, much, there's so many layers to it, but if you're not doing all those things, you're going to start losing respect. And over time, that respect, that disrespect will turn into a bit of resentment. And I don't think you can come back from there. Mm. Well, and that's interesting that you say that because I was going to say, actually, I think you can come back, but it's tricky. Mm. Um, unlike trust, I think trust is like, you know, that paper analogy. It's like mm. if you have a clean piece of paper and then you crinkle it up in your hands, you can push it back out flat again, kind of, but you will always see, it will always be marked from that, you know, that lack of trust, that time when trust was violated. Whereas respect, it's like, oh, I'm beginning to lose respect for you because you're doing this, 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 or you're not doing this, 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 or you're speaking like this, this, this. But then if that behavior is changed, you can start to build that respect. Although I do think it is a a slow Mm. and long uh, road and the reason I chose respect and not other you know words is because you know being in love like being in love to me is here or there like your emotions change they are not something that stays consistent forever so it didn't I didn't want it to be an emotional word I wanted it to be something that can be backed by behavior for example um you know like maybe we've lost some chemistry or maybe we're not as like excited about our relationship, but I still have to respect the man because he's showing me his character. He's showing me that he lives with integrity. He's showing me the order in his home. He's showing me the order in the way that he lives his life. So it's like at the end of the day, you have to respect that behavior. You just, you have to give it respect. I mean, if I'm healthy in my emotions, right? I have to give that respect. That's a healthy response to someone acting in um, integrity, showing courage, all of these characteristics that comprise, you know, a powerful masculine male. So the respect is subsequent to that. Um, So that's why I said respect. And I think you can lose a lot of things. There can even be maybe even infidelity um, or a violation of trust where, um, you know, there was like a little like white light. Like you can you can build from that if there is still the respect of everything else. Right. So that's why I think respect is such a. A big one, although I felt like I just said it was OK to cheat. I don't think it's OK to cheat. <laughs> no. No, no. Dan said he would kill me, so that's. <laughs> it wouldn't go so down just too put well. <laughs> Okay, and the third one. Attraction, and yeah, without it, without attraction, it feels more like a, a friendship. Your housemates. Um, it's very difficult to have a respectful, loving, happy relationship when there's no attraction and well attraction doesn't mean we're no we're both good looking and we're we're just physically attracted to each other in that sense so and I had a discussion where we've been with people in the past where looks wise they're yeah they're all right you know but it was something about them that was really attractive we just felt attracted to them 
and that grew over time. Whereas there's some other people that we thought were really handsome or really beautiful and physically were probably close to a 10, but that you just kind of repelled. You didn't Zero really, attraction. there's no attraction. They just didn't really turn you on, so to speak. You didn't, you didn't feel it. So with attraction, uh, there's, it's a deep one. It's not just your physical appearance. Um, like I feel like with our relationship, you know, we, we had a physical attraction in the beginning for sure, but that attraction has grown over time more and more. I'm more attracted to Mars today than I was in the beginning. And I think that's a combination of the, some of the stuff we've already spoken about, the having that mutual respect for each other, growing together, having common goals and, you know, raising a family and just feeling like we're on the same team with life. Mm. Uh, we're, we're able to be vulnerable with each other all the time. We're honest. We have great honest communication. Mars might have to push me a little bit harder sometimes, but you know we have those hard conversations. And with all of those healthy um, habits or behaviours, we're able to increase our attraction or, mm. in our relationship. So yeah, I had this like aha moment as well because. We had uh, Dr. Nima do a master class inside of our academy last week, and he said something that was just like such a aha for me, and I think for a lot of the girls that were on that call. Um, and he said, there, there's no such thing as like love at first sight. What you are in love with is this idealized version of yourself. So because someone puts you on a pedestal and they, you, it's like they're looking at you with such admiration and adoration that you you see that love in their eyes for you and you fall in love with that idealized version of yourself. And while that's an, like an unhealthy um, example, let's say that like you're not in love with the person you're in love with, how that person is making you feel about you. This is also true in attraction and like, let's say a longer term relationship. So I'm attracted in my relationship because Dan does treat me with love and respect and speaking to the respect point for the masculine like if the masculine doesn't feel respected, it's it's a really big turnoff for him. So I do my best to respect him all the time. And we've spoken at length in different episodes as well, where um, it is, it's a mutual decision of ours that he is the leader in our family. And I choose to be that supportive role to him. And so a part of that is obviously giving him the utmost respect. So because I'm respecting him, that allows him to still be attracted to me. Now, if I was constantly criticizing him and knocking him down See on a daily visit, yeah, you'd be like, peace out. But how yeah. quickly would that attraction go? Yeah. How quickly would that attraction go? And then the same thing with like, if you we look at the feminine, the feminine, things that men find very attractive um, in the feminine is someone who is very kind, polite, soft, um, and appreciative mm -hmm. and positive. So if I'm coming to Dan and I'm only giving him positive feedback, that not only allows me to be in my feminine, like therefore adding to the polarity in our relationship, but it allows him to maintain that attraction because he's bidding his self-perception is in a positive light. So if his vision of himself is in a positive light, because that's what I'm mirroring back to him, he is in a position to be attracted to me. Now let's flip it for a second and I'm crazy girl and I'm super demanding and nothing he does is ever good enough for me and I need more, I want more and he's just not enough and I 
tell him in a way like I'm demanding it and I don't like it when you do that and I need you to do this and I wish you did that and he does this for her like that is one way to quickly lose number one your feminine role in the relationship in that dynamic number two make you look gross to him you've just gone into you completely step out of your your feminine he's gonna lose the attraction with you and then you know if if it went on for long enough without him you know doing something about it, he's probably not gonna want to be in the relationship mm, for sure so with if for our listeners for for anyone that's in the situation where all of these three signs let's say they're lacking uh that there's they're not there's not they're not able to be fully vulnerable they're not there's not a, a lot of mutual respect there's still some but you know it's just lacking a little bit the, the attraction might be starting to fade where would we start in turning that around well it's funny we had a class on this this morning we were talking about communicating your needs from the feminine perspective so you know when your needs aren't being met i always say the work starts with you so as the woman if you're feeling like you can't be vulnerable with him, it's like we we started in the opening. We were saying, okay, is that a you thing or is that a him thing? So if it's a you thing because you can't open up, if you're not opening up and being vulnerable with him, then you're not showing him the true you. He doesn't even get to love the true you. So that's something that you can work on. If the respect is missing, again, I would be asking like, where where is it? Is it coming from his side? Is it coming from my side or both of us? What led to this? Did we start out the relationship with zero respect? Because if you started the relationship with zero respect, my perspective, very biased opinion, um, you know, uh, I don't think there's you can really come back from that. However, that's I don't think that's usually the case. I think what's usually the case is you guys come in with mutual respect. Something happens. It, we sweep it under the rug. We don't have a conversation around it and it festers in each of us. And now we've gotten to the stage because we've been so avoidant with it that now we don't respect each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's something to examine on your own before you go to your partner. I personally believe this is like inner work, especially if you are someone who is on the personal development path. I would suggest working with a coach saying, hey, do I have some stuff to heal around this? This has been a pattern for me. I tend to be with men that are X, Y, Z, and this is the situation I'm in because that coach will be able to equip you with Number one, getting you to do the right processes with yourself. And then number two, uh, helping you, supporting you to have an empowered conversation that allows him to not feel like a victim of your attack. Because <laughs> that's legit how men feel sometimes when we feel like we are uh, sharing openly. One of the things that Dr. Nima said is sometimes women think they're communicating their needs when we're not communicating. We are just projecting judgment. Mm-hmm. And the man has no just choice. He's complaining. Yeah, but has no choice but to defend himself so the energy that he would like to channel towards taking care of you protecting you providing for you adoring you he's now channeling that energy to put his guard up and and defend himself from you um and then from the attraction point of view um again was there attraction from the beginning and attraction like dan said is not about um this person being like so physically like the hottest person like i was saying to dan i've dated guys before that I was very attracted to but on the surface were not attractive 
like they were not like I don't know they they wouldn't be like someone you'd put on a magazine at all right but they their personality their character their strength there was other things about them that I was like wow that's so attractive and that's just and I think this is like a side note but an important side note for women you do not need to be the most beautiful woman it's it's funny it's often like the um let's say quote unquote average looking woman can be with you know the most alpha male and vice versa too where the this average got looking guy has the most beautiful woman and it's because there is so much more that goes into attraction than physical appearance physical appearance is just one piece of it and I, I would say more and more it's becoming less important because the energy that people can radiate um, is is actually more important than the way that they actually look. So if they're feeling like, well, if you listening are feeling like I'm in this relationship, I feel like I'm lacking in these points, I would go back and ask those questions on the attraction piece. Were we ever attracted? Was it there? I don't think you can fabricate attraction. It's either mm-hmm. it's there, it's not, and it has nothing to do with looks. It's it's something else. It's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then from there, um, have a conversation with the person that you are with. Definitely recommend um, if your conversations haven't gone well in the past, and it ends up in you know you guys butting heads or someone just running away. Those are not productive conversations. So we obviously need to change our language, our delivery, our presence, our energy. When we are talking, now I'm speaking to the women, to the masculine male, to help him feel safe in the dynamic and that you are coming from a position of, hey, I want to work this. I want to make this work because you're amazing and I love you, not you fuck this up and let me see what I can do with this. It's a very Mm. different energy. And, um, you know, we really need to make sure that we are like present and level headed before we enter in that conversation. Otherwise it's just not going to go anywhere. What would you say on that? That was very well said. I just want to add that that was, I just put Mars on the spot with that. (laughs) (laughs) We, that wasn't part of the the podcast plan. Uh, so yeah, very well said. I have to agree. So, so really it it relates to coming back to the communication piece, being able to have that honest uh, conversation, the difficult conversation from a place of love and checking in with your relationship with checking in with each other. Hey, you know, how are we doing? Mm. How do you think we're doing? How are you feeling? And just finding where, where we're at so we can establish, yeah, I think we need to do some work. What what can we do? And, you know, for the men as well, for, for both of you, it, it does. It, I think Mars covered it very well. But it just starts with that work on yourself. And that's, you know, physically and mentally, emotionally, listening to the audio books, listening to podcasts, listening to coaches and, and start to fill your mind up with that daily dose of positive um, educational, uh, inspirational type stuff where you're going to learn something as well. You know, you're going to, it's going to just five minutes can move you from a state of negativity to positivity. Just re- a little re- simple reminder of, oh yeah, focus is on the good, focusing on um, what I want in life. And then you stack eating a bit better, throwing in a bit of exercise, starting to work on yourself and taking from a, from a masculine point of view, starting to take a bit of ownership and leading the way. And the feminine will see that and and match that most of the time. If you're making the change, you're making the effort, you've had a conversation around it, you've touched base, I think, you know, we, there is a way out. 
Um, but it does. I think the first step is being able to have that conversation. If you can't get through that conversation and you can't establish where you're at and, the, and it meets with either someone's avoidant or aggressive in return, it's going to be very difficult. But, mm. you know, it's all good and well talking about, you know, these signs and stuff. But I guess what we want to be able to do in these podcasts is actually help and mm. give a solution, not just focus on the problem it's like let's give some solutions and Mm -hmm. and try and help in any way we can so we hope we hope we help (laughs) yeah i agree with everything you said and and you know don't think that you need to do this alone like people that have amazing relationships people that have amazing businesses people that are amazing parents they generally don't do it themselves so reach out to someone get support and your relationship that's your person that's the person you're going to spend the most time with that's the person you're going to grow old with this person is worth the investment so reach out to someone if you need to and we will see you on the next episode of that's what he said thanks for tuning in goodbye Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.